0: On today's episode of Drunk Dudes Talking Wrestling. We are talking on a Friday afternoon this time versus our normal Thursday night. Um, Joe had some Wi-Fi issues. We might we might talk about that. I don't know how how Joe's if, if Joe's over that yet, if he wants to talk about it, but we'll see. Uh we we did the retro beer ratings this week for Unforgiven 1999. Um not quite on the level of fully loaded or SummerSlam, in my opinion, but still a decent show, decent beer ratings. It's in the top half, and the weekly shows we had we had a good week of wrestling. It was yeah, really. It it was just good. That's the only way to put it. It was good. Like Rampage happened. SmackDown and Raw were good again. Uh, NXT I thought was great. Like. With their uh, heat wave show, almost takeover quality, pretty much, and then Dynamite had their, uh, I don't know, Game of Thrones show, the House House of the Dragon sponsored show. So we're gonna be talking about all that, and a little bit of news from the week, a little bit of a uh, backstage AEW stuff, and uh, catch up on the beer ratings that I missed from the past couple episodes. Um, I've updated it. I don't have it open, but I know most of them off the top of my hand or head. I don't know. One of those is the correct lingo. Anyways, as always, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at DDT WrestlePod. Joe, you ready to go? Yep. Oh, let's go. So 70 of the drunk dudes talking wrestling. I am Dylan. I'm joined by Joe. Uh, we still don't have Dewey yet. Dewey. Um, he's been holding he's out on friend. us. He's a bad friend. He's holding out on us. Told him he should come on for, for some fun, some, some fun filled talking about wrestling and you know, as much as he, I don't know, half likes wrestling. Uh, He's got other things to do in his life apparently, other than sit here for two hours on, on a week and just you know talk about wrestling. Must I don't be nice. know. Yeah, must be really nice. But Joe and I are here. We're doing this. It's episode seventy. We uh, like I said in the intro, we're recording on a Friday afternoon, not the norm. Normally it's a Thursday night. Uh, Joe, why don't you tell us why that is, and how how upset like you are.
1: The- the most boring podcasting that that you could think of. <laughs> Tell us why your internet doesn't work. I'm moving, and the internet doesn't work. Moving's a big and, part of life. Yeah, it is. But the, specifically, the uh, the uh, why does your Wi-Fi not work? It's because the internet company is stupid.
0: <laughs> I just figured you'd be really upset and you'd want to vent about it. So I'm I'm giving you your platform to do that.
1: No, but... I so basically I vented yesterday. Because I called one one person, I was really angry at them, and plus I was mad at the, the person for not showing up, and the person f- from the day before who said he scheduled an appointment. Uh, so then I just bitched to the, the, the other guy the entire time about how incompetent everybody else that I've talked to has been. And he's like, I understand how frustrating it can be.
0: Anyways, news for the week. Uh, let's see, I updated the beer ratings database finally. I will say last week's SummerSlam 1999 uh, was tied for seventh on the B ratings. Mm. And it is, like I suspected last week, the number one retro pay-per-view of all time. With, I think, the six in front of it, slash the one it's tied with, are all AEW. And I think one of them is WWE, but I can't remember which one it was. I don't have it up in front of me, but yeah. It's it was War it Games. was it was pretty high up there. No, War Games was like twenty three something. Oh, I think. I don't remember.
1: War, no, there's no way of knowing.
0: There's really no way of knowing other than opening up the file. But the files are in the computer, and um, my computer's been pretty fucky lately. I have to direct connect an Ethernet cord to the Wi Fi router, and it's uh, it's quite annoying. It's a bad computer. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't like recognize Wi-Fi. We're both having Wi-Fi issues and which is not it's just not great when you're doing a podcast and we're both six hours away from each other. But other than that, there has been reports of backstage heat in AEW. Um, It appears to be all revolving around CM Punk and Hangman Page and a bunch of top stars allegedly threatening to leave the company this is all Meltzer reported so who's to say if it's true or not he's been wrong about a lot of shit in the last i don't know year or two um i think i think we kind of just let this one sit for a little bit though because i think there's a lot more to uncover here once everything comes out it's really it really seems to be in the infancy stages of of all of this
1: yeah i don't uh, yeah honestly haven't seen what you're talking about at all so I don't know. I guess I'll do my 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 homework.
0: It's all over. I Twitter. don't know. Huh. You see, the, you, see the login, so. you see the login. You see the login on Twitter, Joe, and uh, you'll see it. <laughs> you can't miss oh, it. Oh, I'm logged in. Oh, well. Now I'm going to question oh, yeah, how I, I, you I, haven't seen it yet.
1: Well, I'm logged in, but I hadn't opened the app. <laughs> uh, yeah. So. I had heard about people like Andrade and Miro being upset with their booking in AEW, but I'm,
0: from there, I'm not really sure. That one makes sense. I'm I'm hearing it's top stars that are could potentially be leaving, but we'll see. I don't think it's going to be like a Mox or a, a a Punk that leaves. I don't think it's going to be anyone that was close with the elite that started the company that's going to leave. Uh, I I like I said, we're gonna have just have to see what this evolves into. I think there's going to be a lot more that comes out about this that we're going to be hearing about. And I don't think this is going to be one of those like three weeks and we're over it thing. Unless, of course, it ends up not being a thing. And it's all just a work, but we'll see. Uh, The other thing Joe talked to me about right before we press record here, Johnny Gargano open to a return now that Triple H is in charge. So could we see Johnny Gargano? coming back here pretty soon and will, know, it, yeah. will it i hope it be so. will it be nxt will it be the main roster i'm hoping the main roster
1: yeah oh yeah it, it almost has to be he's got to be done with
0: actually there was a one other thing i saw today joe as uh allegedly saying that for legal purposes mjf is nearing his return as well oh really also according to Meltzer, so we'll see we'll see we'll see yeah. what the truth behind that is yeah just a, just a lot of wait and see news this week sort of it's uh not a not a it could could be the beginnings of a of a big news week but we just don't have all the details yet unless you want to pay for them with with uh if unless you want to pay Sean Rossap directly and get all the deets that way but um I'm not I'm not in the business of doing that why would you ever pay for Fightful Select when five minutes after Fightful Select drops it? It's on Twitter. Exactly. Someone else who pays for it, who's dumb enough to pay for it, is just like, yeah, here's what they said. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um. right. Let's get in the retro beer ratings then. We did Unforgiven 1999 this week. Uh. And like I said in the intro, decent show. However, I don't think it was on the level of fully loaded or SummerSlam before it, the two retro pay-per-views before it. What do you think? Um
1: Oh, definitely not. Yeah. Sorry. This this it was an all-right card. Um more more specifically, it was really good because we got to see the at least our debut of the Dudleys, our in in ring debut of Chris Jericho. Um there were like so now in, in the same pay per view we saw Edge Christian Matt Hardy and Jeff and and the Dudleys all in all in one pay per view so that's really think, exciting because I don't
0: think the Hardys were on this
1: I thought New Brood just came no. out. Until, uh, oh wait yeah no they definitely did Jeff interfered oh yeah they, like they the interfered, Hardys they interfered interfered, they interfered. Yeah. yeah
0: you're right you're right I watched this over the span of like a week quite literally. I think yeah, I, I started it watching it last like last Sunday and all right, so almost a week. And I finished it like an hour ago.
1: <laughs> so yeah, so I mean all three of those what is it, SummerSlam two thousand, that uh TLC one happens and then WrestleMania
0: no a WrestleMania later is- WrestleMania two thousand is the first triangle ladder match, which which okay. is basically a TLC match. They don't call it TLC though, I think until SummerSlam of two thousand. I think that's TLC one, okay. WrestleMania seventeen being TLC two. And apparently there's a TLC three, but I think it's on that's Raw. What I,
2: said.
0: I think it's on Raw. So we're not gonna okay. see that. Oh, that's not exactly what I said.
1: I did say TLC one was uh was T was at SummerSlam, but I guess that would make uh two thousand one, WrestleMania seventeen, TLC two. Okay, yeah. Yeah. I I miss, I misspoke. I'm sorry.
0: Slightly, but that's only for the people that were really paying attention. Which who's who's really paying attention to this? No one. Not They're me. They're probably listening at one and a half times speed, and um, yeah, I'm not really even paying attention. Anyways, <laughs> uh, let's get into signs. Joe, uh, Joe obviously, like you said, had Wi-Fi issues. So we had to go over to the other apartment, over to Bree's apartment, to do this recording right now, which props to him. But he forgot his notes, so not props to him for that. Yeah, that was pretty dumb. Joe, can you remember any of your signs? So I saw a lot of Y2 gay
1: signs, uh, either of just the Y2 and then gay or Y as a word, W-H-Y-T-O-O, gay like, they were asking him why he was so gay. Yeah. In fact, yep. he was he was overabundantly gay, is, was what they were, they were saying. Saw so a lot of those. Um, I saw one that said, hi, boo-boo, mommy. Hi, boo-boo, mommy.
0: I did not see... Th- Wait, no, I think I did see that one, but I didn't write it down. Just, Just... I didn't understand it.
1: <laughs> I didn't either. It kind of made it seem like that person was romantically involved with their mother. Okay. Like I am with yours. What? Nothing.
0: First Chad and now you.
1: <laughs> Chad's dead. She got lonely. God
0: damn it. Anything else? Why don't why don't we read uh Chad's signs uh from the dead? Okay.
1: So uh yeah, he he had the same two that I just said. He had one that says it burns when I pee and I think I had that one too. Yep. Uh he had one he had one that uh said bigger than Val Venus. I think we've seen that uh, one before. Probably. Uh, trailer trash.
0: Yep. Got I that. live in cow pens. Yeah, that one was a that one was a really funny funny one. Just like the self deprecating signs, just like that don't make any sense. Like this dude decided yeah. to bring a sign that said, "I live in cow pens." Why? Well, thank you, sir. Yeah. <laughs>
1: the y2gay spelt in a different way like i had already talked about and then we've been uh, converted to christianity like christian yeah
0: Yeah, that one was held up a lot during the edge and christian match um other ones i
1: I definitely had a couple more that i that i i'm sad that chad didn't get we'll see if you got them
0: let's see if i got them then uh the other ones that i had i had bring me a beer classic yeah um something that uh, you know, it, it's just things that revolve around what we do here on this show, is drinking beer. Um, I'd rather be in China. Which I think is one we might have seen before, might have talked about, but I couldn't remember. So I wrote it down. Um, and then I had Stone Cold Drinks Zima. Pretty good one, except probably not true. Zima, in case anyone who's. I don't know under the age of 30 like us and doesn't know what zima is it's a a really old alcoholic beverage that i think went out of circulation in like the early 2000s because it sucked uh and then my last two keith is a rudy poo candy ass so i had that one shout out to keith the rudy poo candy ass I don't even know who that is because I don't think there was a Keith on this card. So they were clearly talking about somebody else. Uh, And then I saw one that said, I'm so drunk that with a, an arrow pointing down to them. And then the other part of the sign said, so is Joe. And it pointed over.
1: Okay. So while you were talking about your, your stuff, I saw one that just said, hey, Chad, and it had a WWF, the old old school WWF logo on it. What? Um, yeah. So either that's dead. always been there or it's it's from the dead. Dude, um,
0: maybe, he, maybe when you die, you become a time traveler. Maybe. That would be so cool. Could you imagine? Yeah. Yeah. Oh that would be God. cool. All right. Um. And then my first note before we get to the first match, um, which this kind of had a big thing to do with this pay-per-view. The referees were on strike, Joe. Weird shit, man. What the fuck? (laughs) So we had uh, what they called scab referees. Uh, Let me see if I can figure out which ones they all were. One of them was Steve Lombardi, which was also the Brooklyn Brawler and Doink the Clown, or one of Doink the Clowns. Um, another one was Tom Pritchard, brother of Bruce Pritchard. Mm-hmm. And the last one was Harvey Whippleman out of the scab refs. The the whole like referee strike thing. Like, I don't remember that being a thing back. Then, well, yeah, I, I wouldn't
1: expect you to.
0: Yeah, I guess. I mean, I was.
2: Like it was seven, September. Three.
0: So I was almost six. So yeah, definitely don't remember this, but yeah, a weird storyline involving referees, just something I never thought I would see uh, other than the whole Tim White <laughs> thing that we're going to get to here in a few years in retro time. Um, but let's get into the first match. We had Val Venus versus Steve Blackman. Um, I don't remember like why this was a thing.
1: Uh, it seemed like uh, Val Venus had stolen Steve Blackman's bag, and Steve Blackman really wanted his bag back.
0: I don't know if that um, was like the catalyst behind the the thing, though. Like, I did write that stuff down. I don't know if that was the catalyst. Like, what, what made him want to steal it? Like, that was the thing. Is like, what was, what was like? I I just don't get it. Um, Val Venus did have a good. Uh, quote though, when he entered the ring after he said hello, ladies, in his super creepy voice, um, he said that the remnants of Hurricane Floyd were still present there in Charlotte, North Carolina, because uh, he was blown from one end of North Carolina to the other, and that's how he got. Yeah, there. he
1: did say that. <laughs> <laughs> this match was uh, was actually really trash. There were some good quotes from this match, from what I remember, and again, I'm just paraphrasing because I don't have my notes, uh, but I did catch a couple. A lot of them were them talking about what was in the bag, and then uh, JR has had, like, said something about the bag vibrating, and then King was like, well, I know something that does that, and it's aptly named. Uh, uh so then th- it w- they went on for a while talking about there being vibrators in the bag yeah. or potentially being <laughs> vibrators in the
0: bag um i had one where jerry lawler was like he's starting to rise and then like very long president po- pregnant pause <laughs> talking about val venus saying he's starting to rise to the occasion
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and and uh jr was like he's done that for money <laughs> um this yeah but this this was not that good um no it really wasn't blackman uh no actually i'm sorry val venus wins he wins with mm-hmm. the money shot and then steve blackman hits him with the kendo stick after after the match is what happened yeah
1: and gets his bag back
0: yep uh and then there was like some medic afterwards because like blackman hit val venus with the kendo stick and they had like all the they I guess they also had like scab docks out there because they also seemed like they didn't know what the fuck they were doing, and there was some medic ringside that after Steve Blackman left the ring, he just tackled him for no reason
1: wasn't he a security guard?
0: They said he was a medic, I thought, but he kind of did look uh-huh. like a security guard. he looked jacked, he was probably a wrestler that yeah that's that's
1: one on of chad's notes yet. he he said uh he said, why is that security guard so jacked? But I, don't, I didn't recognize who it was. I
0: didn't know who it was either, and I couldn't figure it out. But um, I guess maybe we'll figure that out. Uh, maybe in the next pay-per-view. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see if this guy becomes a, a, a one-and-done uh, over a Steve Blackman feud. Um, but this match got a beer, and we moved on to the absolute blood feud that was D'Lo Brown and Mark Henry. Oh, how much they probably hated each other here at this point, after Mark Henry attacked D'Lo Brown with the with Jeff Jarrett's guitar at the last pay per view. <laughs> um, I did like this video package. That was a note I took. I don't remember anything about it. Oh no no no, I do now because the second note. Um, it was basically like a video package of walking through the friendship of D'Lo Brown and Mark Henry, and how yeah D'Lo there were Brown... two. Go ahead.
1: I was gonna say, like, this is the one of two of like good video packages before matches.
0: Yeah, um, I hope the other one you're gonna, you're. I hope the other one you're gonna say is not the main event because that one was awful. But um, there was a really funny moment in the video package. So basically, like, the theme behind it was like D'Lo and Mark Henry were such good friends. Mark Henry was super out of shape, and D'Lo got him into shape, like having him diet and exercise and do all this stuff. <laughs> and there is this point where like Mark Henry was like looking down at his plate, like a flashback video, and they were eating like some salad or something. And Mark Henry was like, can we get any like sauce or or butter on this? <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh This. This was the like that that part of the video was the catalyst for a bunch of stupid Jerry Lawler quotes of saying that that all D'Lo Brown ever did was steal his steal Mark Henry's food, and that a big boy needs to eat.
0: Yeah, big girls gotta eat. You know <laughs> what I'm saying that's what yeah. I always say about myself. Um, I
1: I was talking about the main event video package. What? I, it's not that it was a great video package, but at least it explained the story for us. It was like it was written for someone watching it twenty. Two, 23 years later.
0: Oh my God, Joe. All right. We'll talk about that when we get to it because right. <laughs> I thought it was awful. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, a couple notes from here from this D Lo Brown and Mark Henry match. Uh, there was a backstage interview beforehand. Uh, it also showed in the video package um, Mark Henry was gifted the European title from Jeff Jarrett. And then mm-hmm. there was a backstage interview, like I was alluding to, Lillian Garcia is now part of the World Wrestling Federation, so we saw her. And Mark Henry came to the ring with two women, um, and I just wanted to say sup to the blonde that was walking alongside with him.
1: Yeah, dude, go for it.
0: (laughs) Probably not anymore. Maybe if it was 1999 and uh, I was this age, but definitely not five-year-old me. That would be weird. Uh, <laughs> anyways, the, the only other thing during the match that really, like, irked me during this was they kept saying that, like, Mark Henry had, like, a brain aneurysm or something like that, but they kept calling it a brain Yeah,
1: because, like, Mark Henry's character is that he's, I guess, part of his character is that he's stupid. So, <laughs> like, prior to the match actually going, he he hits the ring, and it's he's like, I just want to get one thing straight. I am not going to be defending the European Championship tonight. I got hit backstage before. And it, like he was talking about something that they did show during that happened during Sunday, Sunday night heat where D.Lo Brown attacks him. He's like, I got hit backstage before and I got uh, some kind of hurt in the head. I don't know. Maybe I've got a braineurysm.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's all that like Jerry King Lawler kept calling it. A brain, he talks about it for the rest of the night.
1: Is a brain (laughs) neurism. Oh my
0: god, it was it was like it was painful to listen to because, yeah, it's a brain aneurysm. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's just hello.
1: My name is Mark Henry, and today (laughs) I'm here to talk to you about why I will not wrestle in the ring.
0: And I have a brain neurism, and now (laughs) it's time for the main event. (laughs)
1: <laughs> mark henry is just as bad on the mic now as he was <laughs> 23 years ago he saw the
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> um dilo brown does win the match uh and he's the new european champion and this got a beer and a quarter yeah I, it wasn't good it wasn't good um before we get to the next match there was a segment backstage where, like a bunch of the i think ecw guys possibly uh they were beating up some dude named chaz backstage and apparently yeah. it was because he was beating up his girlfriend
1: yeah there was like yeah there, there was uh there were talks about about him being like an abusive boyfriend and then right after that uh, canceled. Like we 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 got into uh. We got into Jeff Jarrett like abusing. Uh, Deborah as well. Yeah, and then I guess Super abusing May Young and what's her name? Uh, oh. Fabulous Moolah. Oh boy, yeah. But but wonderful. yeah, so we went we went directly from Chaz being an asshole to Jeff Jarrett now being a uh woman abuser as well.
0: Yeah. Um, I am <laughs> excited to get into this match, but before I do. must do that nice but the next match like you alluded to joe jeff jarrett and this is for the intercontinental championship jeff jarrett versus who china what china fighting for the intercontinental championship and as soon as i heard what this match was i knew who was going to win because i knew china had at some point in her career won the intercontinental championship <laughs>
1: I don't think this is the
0: time. Didn't she win?
1: She won, but the, the decision oh, got overturned by the scab referee because of the interference. God damn it. You're right. Um, I so I don't think that this notes. is the time.
0: I need to read <laughs> the rest of my notes before I say stuff like that. Um, yeah.
1: Because she has an actual title run, not not just like she won and then the decision got overturned. Yeah.
0: you might Chad, be right. I got way ahead. Chad of was line.
1: very upset about that, by the way. What did he say? He just said, stupid scab refs overturn China's win.
0: Yep. Yep. Man. RIP China, RIP Chad.
2: <laughs> but anyways,
0: Jeff Jarrett was accompanied here by Miss Kitty instead of Deborah. Um, fun fact about Miss Kitty, Joe, do you know who she is? Or was? No. no. Uh, she was the wife of Jerry Lawler from the years 2000 to 2003, according to Wikipedia. Huh. Alright. So um it, it makes everything that Jerry Lawler said during this match make a lot of sense. Uh okay. let's see. I have a note here that says JR felt the need to say that China's not normal and also not a man. JR JR okay. felt like JR felt like he needed to say that. Uh and he also said that Jeff Jarrett needed to be gagged. And I think yeah. that's all the quotes I have from this. I had one. Damn it. Fuck. They said that? No. No. Well, let's it. try and jog your memory here, Joe. Let's let's walk you through the match here. We had um China hitting a low blow during the match. With, uh, so Tom Pritchard was a referee here for this one, I think. Or no, sorry, Harvey Whippleman was. Um he who, by the way, looked like the biggest nerd I've ever seen. Uh but she hit a low blow. Really,
1: before. we saw Michael Cole tonight, dude.
0: Harvey Whippleman looked nerdier. No way. Yeah.
1: Nine, not like late nineties. Michael call is one of the nerdiest looking people I've ever seen.
0: Have you seen? So I guess if you Har- Harvey, Whipple- Harvey Whippleman in this match.
1: Yes, I remember.
0: Mm, I don't know. Anyways, China hits a low blow. She, the, there was no di- disqualification called, uh, may young and fabulous, fabulous moolah were ringside. Uh, this is just me going through my notes, trying to jog your memory on this quote. Um, Jeff Jarrett. Did, I honestly thought Jeff Jarrett did a really good job selling China as a powerhouse here, and then China also used a chair during this match. Harvey Wilkman did not call a DQ, <laughs> just just right in front of him. Uh, Harvey <laughs> Wilkman ref bump, Fabulous Moolah and May Young interfere, try to use Jarrett's guitar. Deborah comes out and uh, hits Jeff Jarrett with the guitar, and China wins the match, wins the Intercontinental Championship until Tom Pritchard comes out and tells Harvey Whippleman that he's a dumbass.
1: Do you know that Harvey Whippleman actually also graduated from Vince McMahon's school of people who don't ref good and want to learn to do other things good too?
0: Like who? Who else did that? L- Shane McMahon? Aubrey. Oh. Wait, Aubrey? <laughs> Aubrey? Aubrey Evers was that was in there? Well, oh. She went
1: to Vince McMahon School of Bad Refereeing. Yes. I see what you're doing. We, here. That's that's a very old reference
0: I from see what things we talked here. about. I'm sorry, that's my bad. I'll take the L on that one. Yeah, it's all right. I'm just a big dumb stupid head. But yeah, they yeah, no, they. It's, it's fine. You just don't have a good memory. <laughs> I have a terrible memory. I've I've definitely said that multiple times on this show. Uh, but, yeah, they take the Intercontinental Championship away from China, and this gets two beers after Tom Pritchard takes a beating from China for overturning the outcome of the match.
2: Yeah.
1: I mean, obviously, like, it wasn't a fair win. She should have been disqualified. But then when she did win and Multiple the times. other refs came out, that was uh,
0: that was stupid. It was bullshit is what it was. Um, yeah. Bullshit. Then- then, Joe, I think we had a pretty decent match here. This, I don't think, was for the tag titles, was it?
1: No. No, that, it was, was, later. Uh, that was later. Later it was, in the night was for this the tag is, titles. I think, the
0: number one contender match, maybe. E- um, I don't know if they called it that. I honestly can't remember. But we had the Acolytes versus the Dudley Boys. We got our first look at the Dudley Boys, the half-brothers. They are actually half-brothers. Can't deny it. Um they look exactly alike, and Bubba Ray, I honestly also did not know this, but his first character in WWF uh, he has a stutter. Yes, fucking
1: the- <laughs> weird yeah he uh he he does a promo with a stutter, and then like the crowd is like yelling at them or whatever, and then he turns around, and he's like, "Devon, are they making fun of me?" Uh, uh, what's his name Farouk Farouk did a backstage segment prior to uh, and he was complaining about the fact that uh, that people made comparisons between the Acolytes and the Dudley Boys he says that the only similarity that the two of them have is that they have one white guy and one black guy Uh, but I guess Farouk didn't realize at that point that uh, Bubba Ray was also half black, because they're half brothers.
0: Yeah, I mean, or, he could he? Could he? Could be I guess Devon
1: could be half white? white. They're yeah. they're only half brothers. Mm. Hmm. Weird. Half, half I want, means I want to see the family tree. What treat. does
0: half mean? You share a parent.
1: You share one parent.
0: And then step means you share no parents.
1: That means your your parents, one of your parents, got married to the one of the other pr- person's parents.
0: That makes a lot of sense. So,
1: so like, if uh, so, not if blood I married, related. So it makes all the if I married your mom, yeah. If if I if I married your mom, you would be
0: my <laughs> stepson. Okay. <laughs> okay. Let me just. Won't talk about that anymore. <laughs> I do have a, a Jerry the King Lawler quote here, sort of, and it has to do with the last match. He asked, like, right in the middle of this match, for some reason, he was like, "Do you think May Young and Fabulous Moolah have reached menopause yet?"
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Just no, like, oh, damn it!
0: Just like, why, Jerry? Why do you have to be the way you are? Um, <laughs> Other than that though I thought this was a pretty good back and forth match um, and then the end of the match Stevie Richards interferes and the acolytes win and then yeah after that they beat up Stevie Richards. yeah and he was like trying to join them or something I don't know
1: yeah it was it was that it was like Stevie Richards was trying to make an impression and then the acolytes get upset. That Stevie Richards, like, because they wanted to win it themselves or whatever. And then, I guess, what did they, they like, patted him on the back or something? Like, after they beat the shit out of him? I don't think something so. Like I'm that. pretty
0: sure they left him in the ring.
1: Maybe they did a promo. Because I, I'm pretty sure they said, like, thanks, I guess.
0: I don't remember. Or something. I might not have been paying attention, though. But either way, this match got two and a quarter beers. And... I don't know, no more than five seconds later, we cut to the next match, which was Ivory versus Luna Vashon in a hardcore match for the women's title. I had no clue that this was a match at the beginning. So, um... Yeah. <laughs> I think <laughs> it was so my bad. rating is fucked up, but I I did the best I could. It just started all of a sudden backstage. It was super weird. Um...
1: Yeah, it was a hardcore match for the WWF Women's Championship.
0: Yeah, Ivory looked good once again, so that was cool. Um, she did not look good as a wrestler though, where especially when she tried to pin Luna Vachon while Luna Vachon was lying on her stomach.
1: Oh, that was definitely one of my one of my quotes. Um, it wasn't just uh, wasn't just that she uh she was doing it while she was laying on her stomach. She tries a vertical pin. uh, And one of the commentators was like, Oh, a vertical pin. We've never seen that before. But literally, that's how the Hardcore Championship ended a couple pay per views ago. Maybe last pay per view.
0: The exact same note, Joe. Yeah. It was JR. (laughs) He was like, We've never seen a vertical pin. I was like, JR, you're a fucking idiot. We (laughs) We saw that, I don't know, a couple weeks ago, our time, and a couple months ago, your time. Yeah. You're a big dum-dum, JR. This was not good, though. Um, Ivory wins. It got two and a quarter beers, question mark. That's also what Chad got Yeah, I think it was somehow. about two and a quarter. That's also what Chad got somehow, so it's probably right. Yeah. We'll see.
1: He also said that that his his count was unreliable.
0: Yeah, it's because of how it started. You didn't know that it was a match. Yeah. It was fucking crazy. All right. Then was the tag team title match, which was the Mm -hmm. New Age Outlaws Reformed uh, versus Edge and Christian. And I got my wish, Joe. The New Age Outlaws are back together, which was not my wish. But Mr. Ass is no longer in the upper mid card, which was my wish. He's now back in the tag team division.
1: Tag team division, yeah.
0: And... I no know.
1: explanation for why they're friends again.
0: Yeah, none of that.
1: They're just all—all all of a sudden, last last pay per view they hated each other when they were fighting each other. This pay per view, they're the tag team champs again.
0: It's just this is just how like the Attitude Era was. Like it changed so much week to week. Everything was just absolute chaos. And yeah, I mean we're not obviously we're obviously not watching Raw week to week between these. I, because we would just have no lives at that point mm-hmm. um so there's not really an explanation here they didn't give one it's tough to know what, what 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 went down here but um there was a point here where uh Jerry the King lawler asked JR if he likes it doggy style mm-hmm. JR had no answer for that so i would have to assume yes and then jr also uh in his somewhat old age maybe not at this point but showing his oldness he called christian christopher here which is just not mm-hmm. his name
1: yeah that uh, i wrote that down as well uh it was just a classic case of jr calling people by their wrong name he also could have been thinking that he was uh, uh, what's his name? Christopher Daniels, Brian Christopher, Brian Christopher. Probably that's Brian what, Christopher. What
0: Christopher Daniels was.
1: Yeah, no, I I know, I I know, <laughs> I, I know the mistake that I made. <laughs> Brian Christopher son
0: Jerry the King Waller son.
1: Jerry the King Wall. Yeah, that's what I meant. Damn it, I'm doing bad.
0: <laughs> oh. Um,
1: too too hot.
0: Yeah. Grandmaster Sex A eventually. Yeah. The other thing I wanted to point out here was uh, Christian was now in his like normal Edge and Christian attire. So he mm-hmm. doesn't look like a fucking idiot anymore with his baggy white vampire shirt and mm-hmm. then regular Christian pants. So that was cool. Um, And then, like Joe said earlier, the new brood interferes on Edge and Christian and Mr. Ass. Billy Gunn is able to hit a famous and get the win. I'm still not sure how. So, I don't remember who ref this match, which for pretty much every match I took a note for who refed it. But during the interference, Jeff Hardy hit a Swanton Bomb, and it was right in front of the referee. I have no idea how he didn't see it, because he pretended like he didn't see it. It was so bad. I don't get it at all, but either way, yeah. I did enjoy the match though, and it was fun. It got 1.75 beers. Yeah. And then yeah. we had uh, um, the match of the night, Joe. Which night? The The night of Unforgiven 1999. mm you know the one I'm talking about between Al Snow and Big Boss Man.
2: Mm. This was so bad. The,
1: the the this match is uh the match that I would show people if I was trying to convince people not to be a wrestling fan. You know, you have your your match, your matches that you're trying to convince people to watch wrestling. This is the opposite.
0: This was so bad that it was funny at times. And i and by at times I mean very seldomly. And all the other times it was cringy and just absolutely horrendous. So This idea, match was a
1: kennel from hell match, right?
0: Yeah, the idea here we had a kennel from hell match. And it's apparently because big boss man did something to pepper the dog that I said we would talk about last week. And then we just didn't classic me. Um, But it's this Chihuahua, I guess that Al Snow had. And apparently he killed him. I don't know. Yeah.
1: Apparently he he killed pepper. So.
0: Which warranted a kennel from hell match, which was basically they erected a steel cage, the old style steel cage. And then on top of that, put the Hell in a Cell. And then outside of the ring, they had Rottweilers. Now, the Rottweilers were, they all had handlers with them. And that is part of what made the match so bad. The whole point was, if to win, you have to escape both cages. And King and JR are just hyping up these Rottweilers the entire time. And they did nothing
1: the The only the only thing that the the Rottweilers were interested in fighting were each other. Yeah. <laughs> they like that was that was supposed to be the big drama behind this match was that if they if they got out of the of the cage but were still inside the Hell in a Cell and they were near the floor that they all of a sudden these Rottweilers which uh first off I just want to say justice for so uh quote unquote vicious breeds yeah um. That was that which I actually
0: I actually did think about Raven during that.
1: Yeah, Raven. Uh, Raven, having Raven being be a a Rottweiler and a Pitbull, it unless you lie about what she is, makes it difficult to rent a house. <laughs>
0: yeah, definitely. Yeah.
1: Have you ever done that? But show? that's for legal purposes. No. <laughs> I know my boy Jaquan's on here listening, so.
0: Is that your realtor?
1: Uh I guess my uh property manager.
0: Hmm, okay. Um there were there still was some good quotes here from this match. Um big boss man before the match threatens to stick a nightstick up Michael Cole's ass, which was pretty funny. Mm-hmm. JR saying he can't even spell Rottweiler. Yep. <laughs> um JR also with another quote saying Al Snow just pulled head out of his sack. When Al Snow pulled head out of head the you Yeah, know, the thing that Al Snow has head. the head, yeah the, the, the wooden head out of his bag. But JR decided to say sack, which made it a lot funnier. And the dogs were just not vicious at all. It it was it was a they they were just pointless in the whole thing.
1: Uh, Bossman did at one point take uh I guess pliers up to the top of the cage. He was on on top of the cage making uh like clipping the top of the Hell in a Cell, uh, so that he could escape that way because that was you had to escape both the Hell in a Cell and the. The cage, and because they had such vicious Rottweilers on the outside, they didn't want to just walk out the unlocked doors. So he was trying to to climb out the top. So he was standing on top of the ten foot cage with pliers, uh or I guess wire cutter, like trying to cut a hole for him. And eventually he did. But while, like, as he finally got out of the hell in a cell by climbing through it, uh, what was his name? Fucking... Hell, Snow. Al Snow climbed like climbed like a monkey from the cage to the <laughs> up to the hell in a cell, uh, and then climbed down the hell in a cell and picked the door open and, and escaped. Yeah, it was, and that was there was no real wrestling.
0: <laughs> it, it was awful. It was the worst match in the card. I fucking hated yeah. it. And it, that was a, It was also on the card with a Luna Vashon Ivory hardcore match that started randomly and it was just this match was just awful yeah I wish the Rottweilers had been more effective at doing anything I think if the handlers weren't there they would have done something but well I think they would have fought each other yeah they might have killed each other we
1: might have had a dog that's, like hands. they just kept on trying to eat each other's faces that's true I don't know
0: that's very true that could have been really bad well, there might not be a it, WWE it, nowadays had they not had dog handlers in there.
1: Um, I will say that while I was watching this match, Raven was very, because in- I again, I didn't have Wi Fi, so I was watching it on my phone while I was waiting for the internet guy to show up, all that we never did. Um, Yikes. So I was like, Raven was very interested in my phone because she heard other Rottweilers barking.
0: I mean,. As one Rottweiler does. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like you said, Al Snow wins this match. And uh, there was a funny moment at the end when the dogs... So Big Boss Man also eventually escaped the cage afterwards because like after the match was over, they, they still showed him like, oh, now what's Big Boss Man going to do? Because the dogs are still in there. And Big Boss Man still had to exit the cage. He got out. Dogs did nothing. And he ran up the ramp. And the dog handlers and dogs chased him. Uh, but the funny part was one of the dog handlers just ate shit running up the ramp, which is pretty <laughs> funny. Uh yeah. and this got two and a half beers. Somehow. Good. Weapons. All right. Next match. Chris Jericho versus X Pac. Um Chris Jericho has a bodyguard now by the name of Curtis Hughes. Yeah. And uh, yeah, there was uh, lots of points where Curtis Hughes interfered in the match. There was one where he interfered directly in front of Tom Pritchard, the referee here, and nothing happened. These scab refs were just terrible. Well, that that
1: is how the match ended, though, right?
0: uh, We did get a disqualification.
1: Yeah, Sean Hughes hits... hits, Curtis Hughes. Curtis Hughes.
0: Yep, that was his name. Howard Hughes? Yeah, same, same. Anyway,
1: um, yeah, so Mr. Hughes uh, does hit X-Pac, making X-Pac win and Chris Jericho lose his debut pay-per-view match. So, weird choice here.
0: Yeah. Um... Not really anything else here. There was, I had one Jerry Lawler quote where he asked why Tom Pritchard can't wear real pants because he just wore nylon sweatpants pretty much. Um, And then there was also an upside down Bronco Buster. That was pretty much the only good things from this match. Other than, (laughs) other than seeing Chris Jericho wrestle for the first time in WWF. um, Those were like the highlights here and the match. I don't know. I guess the match was pretty good.
1: Yeah, it was until it ended in a DQ.
0: Yeah, and then Road Dogg came out uh, after Jericho and Hughes were beating up on X Pac. He came out for the assist because you know DX is, I don't know, healed, and uh, yeah, they're together again. And he comes out for the assist, so maybe we'll see this Road Dogg Jericho thing happen after SummerSlam. Uh, but this got two and a half beers. Um,
1: I got a note a note from Chad. <laughs> He said, "Why? like, I didn't notice this was happening, but y- Y2J came out while they were still taking apart the the cage. And he said, some dude was sweeping the ring and he was doing a terrible job. <laughs> so I guess there I was some guy with that. a broom up on the ring. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't <laughs> I did see it either.
0: See Damn it. Uh,
1: and then Chad also wanted to point out that X-Fox is criminally underrated. Um, yeah,
0: yeah. I, did th- I mean, like I said, I think the match was good. It's just the the whole DQ thing, you know.
1: Yeah, I think Xbox is good. He says that his finisher still sucks, though.
0: I don't even know what it is. Is it the Bronco Buster? Because I don't think it's it the is. Bronco Buster. That's dumb. Right? I don't. I every time he does one, I don't count it as a finisher. So I don't know.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's the Bronco Buster.
0: He also never goes for a pin after the Bronco Buster, so it can't be. He did. Uh, I forgot oh, about the this. X Factor. This... The X Factor's is, is finished. Oh,
1: maybe the Bronco Buster is just a signature move. Definitely is a signature uh, move. Um, so he did have. Uh, there was one Bronco Buster that I haven't seen before happen during this match. As Chris Jericho is hung up on the ropes, uh, hanging upside down, and the other the Bronco Buster right into Chris Jericho's face. And there were some comments from the commentary team about that.
0: I didn't hear what they said about it, but. I did mention the upside down Bronco Buster already. I don't know oh, what they said, though, honestly.
1: How did I miss you talk about that already? I saw Because I very I'm quickly so said there was
0: an upside down Bronco Buster, and that's all I said. Oh. It's understandable, Joe. Anyways, damn. <laughs> main event six pack challenge, Triple H, The Rock, Big Show, Mankind, Kane. And, you know, why not the British Bulldog? I thought he was
1: dead already at this point.
0: <laughs> it was supposed Until to be The Undertaker. It-, it was supposed to be The Undertaker. We had Stone Cold Steve Austin as the enforcer here. And I thought that, I, I mean, getting into, getting into it, like, I think the video package sucked, Joe.
1: I didn't like the whole video package. I just liked that there was a, a small part of the video package that explained what we missed in the weeks of RAW from SummerSlam to now, where we're saying that obviously Mankind won at the end of SummerSlam last pay-per-view we watched, right? Okay. And then yeah, after that, um, after that, we find out that Mankind isn't the champ anymore. So it just basically explained that that Stone Cold, or sorry that Triple H won the won the WWF title from Mankind and then uh i guess Triple H as the champ is starts bullying Linda McMahon and then Linda McMahon uh is really upset about it so Vince McMahon comes back and then Triple H tr- challenges McMahon to a match McMahon wins because of interference from Stone Cold yep uh stone cold says that he will reinstate mcmahon if if it means that he can have a champion a match for the wwf championship so now vince and stone cold are on the same side here vince Vince mcmahon is back in the wwf and vince mcmahon relinquishes the wwf tag team championship championship and sets up the match that we're seeing at this pay-per-view so i liked that did you just say that, that
0: vince relinquished the tag team titles
1: no, he, he a WWF the, title.
0: Yeah, he was the yeah. yeah. So that he Triple was, H this, and Vince McMahon match was for the WWF championship.
1: Yeah, if I said tag titles, then I I just misspoke. I meant that he beats he beats Triple H for the the title, relinquishes the title and sets up that get gets reinstated and sets up that six-man tag match. No, oh, sorry, t- six-man six-pack challenge, whatever it's called.
0: Yeah, and it seems like the winner of it uh, is going to be facing Stone Cold Steve Austin at the next pay-per-view, whether that be Rebellion, which was apparently a week after this, or the next one after that, which I think is No Mercy. Um, So we'll have to wait and see on that one. Um, The thing I didn't like about this, this video package, and I think it's the thing, it it just kind of bugged me during the match as a whole, is they explained that Undertaker kind of like walked out or whatever and was replaced by the British Bulldog. They explained that earlier in the show and the video package did nothing as far as like, why did British Bulldog deserve to be in this match? And I think that was the thing that irked me the most about this is like British Bulldog hasn't been on WWE or WWF television or on pay-per-view in quite some time. And now, all of a sudden, he's in a championship match. And yeah, that I think because of that, it bugged me so much that I didn't appreciate the everything in between that's happened between the last two pay per views. Um, so
1: a lot happened, yeah, a lot like it, like I guess vacant was the fourth championship or champion since the last pay per view. So it's a lot of title changes in that short amount of time. And, and I'm Mankind, glad that they filled it up.
0: Mankind at SummerSlam, then Triple H, then Vince McMahon, then Vacant. Yeah. And now the winner of this match, which getting into it. Um Well,
1: before,
0: <laughs> before we get into this,
1: uh, there were there was a promo uh backstage segment rather of Mankind before before the match. And it was. He was getting interviewed and they were saying, well, since you and the rock are best friends, what, what's going to happen? Uh, like if you guys have to like go up against each other, and he's like, well, rock and I are best friends and I'm sure nothing could ever get between us. But let me say this in front of the dozens and dozens of yeah. mankind's fan. <laughs> I,
0: I cheese so much. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty funny. Um. Speaking of The Rock, The Rock finally has his If You Smell music, his classic Rock the Dwayne Johnson music. So that was very cool. Um, And then the format of the match was something I wanted to talk about. So it was basically two guys in the ring um, and then the other four were just outside and they could tag in. And that was how they did the six-pack challenge. Instead of doing it like like a like they would nowadays, where it's just all six guys in the ring, fend for yourself. First person to get a pin wins. It was that same way, except you had to tag in. And
1: yeah, it's it's kind of like how how they do the well. Some certain times they do the triple threat tag matches. Yeah. That you don't like.
0: I don't like it when it's like that. Yeah. Yeah. I would just prefer tornado style. Yeah,
1: time. I like. Yeah, every time I I would prefer every tag match be tornado style ever.
0: Yeah, that'd be that would also be very cool. (laughs) Um, some stuff here. Uh, Big Show, I guess, had a quote here, uh, where he said he was gonna snap Kane in half. Uh, I don't think that's possible. So, Big Show is also big dumb, maybe big slow mentally. Nice, dude. Got him. Um, and then they took the fight to the ramp. Uh, a couple things that happened when they took the fight to the ramp. We had some JR quotes here where uh, the Rock uh, punched someone in the nuts. And JR said, that's a very unique version of birth control.
2: <laughs>
0: and then uh, someone else goes into the steel steps ringside. And JR said, that steel don't taste good, even with my barbecue sauce on it. Yeah.
1: So I took a note of, of debut of JR... To JR's barbecue sauce references, yeah, because was... he still talks about it to this day.
0: Yeah, that's true. I wonder. I wonder if he was like actually like selling barbecue sauce back in 1999, or if he was still like experimenting with it.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. There's
0: really no way of knowing. Um, there was really a lot of storytelling in this match. Like I have a ton of notes. Uh, Jimmy Corderas who was an OG ref and was on strike during this pay-per-view, like earlier in the night, came back, stepped through the picket line and was like, I'm going to ref again. And I was like, why the fuck does this need to talk about that? And while it all came to fruition here, where Jimmy Corderas refed this match, all of the refs that were on strike come out, and they're just staring Jimmy Corderas in the face. And you're like, oh shit, I see what's going to happen here. Well, later in the night uh, Big Show hits a choke slam which they're calling the choke slam from hell that Big Show hits. Goes for the pin. And all the other refs that are on strike pull Jimmy Cordero out of the ring. Uh, and then Austin gets involved. All kinds of hell breaks loose. It was just insanity. Yeah, just Enough to make me want to
2: nice
1: oh yeah does it bother you when they they take a really common move and they call it from hell as if it, it's like so much worse like i'm thinking you like you just the mentioned the slam from, from hell yeah jbl has the clothesline from hell it's just like that's a really common move that can't be a finisher just because you add from hell to it
0: <laughs> oh oh on the contrary joe it most certainly is a finisher and it's only because you add the words from hell on top of it.
1: Yeah, it just makes it so much more vicious if the yeah. commentary team says from hell.
0: My God, he hit that choke slam from hell. <laughs> this match is over.
1: Said JR. Uh, there was a... Uh, is Was this the debut of Slobberknocker? No,
0: definitely not.
1: Definitely not. Yeah, I, I I I understand that, but he he says slobberknocker a lot here. To which uh, then J R or sorry King, like challenges the challenges the fact that he doesn't even know how to spell slobberknocker.
0: I think that was after he said he didn't know how to spell Rottweiler earlier. Yeah, and he's <laughs> like, yeah,
1: I don't know how to. I, yeah, you probably don't know how to spell slobberknocker either. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is fucking crazy. This this match was insane. Like. Yeah, a lot, like I I really enjoyed short, the match.
1: relatively short for the amount of people that were in it. Yeah, like it was it was just about thirty minutes, a
0: little under. Yeah, I, I just kind of kind of what I expected there, but um, there was a point there. Uh, the Rock, the Rock is like super over now. Also, like he's rolling into um this. I remember like late nineties, early two thousands. Rock was the, one of the biggest faces of all time. So we're, like, right in the middle of that or right in the beginning stages of it now that he's got his new music. It's just wonderful to see. And yeah. Triple H, um, he takes a DDT from The Rock, and it's it was the first pin where Austin, because Austin took out all the refs, so now Austin's the ref. And it was the first pin where Austin had to, t- had to do the count. Rock hits a DDT. And there was like the biggest count or biggest pop for a two count that I've ever heard in my life. It was awesome. It was a good one. Uh, and then basically the British Bulldog helps Triple H win the match. And it was unfortunate. I wish I would have seen the Rock win. I was rooting for the Rock.
1: Yeah, He'll probably never win again.
0: I'd be willing to bet he does at least once or twice. Yeah. Not many more Let's than see. That, he's though.
1: already a three-time champ now, right? So Two I'd be three? willing
0: to bet he wins at least five more times.
1: Yeah, something like that.
0: <laughs> I think he's an eight or nine-time champ.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, this match got five beers, which brings uh, Unforgiven 1999 to... 20 and a half beers, making it the number 16 ranked pay-per-view that we have reviewed here on the show. Nice. So, upper half, pretty good. Definitely, like the last couple things here were were good. Uh, Some of the matches, though, very much were not good at all. Yeah. And I'll leave you with that.
2: All right.
1: So that pretty much uh, wraps up Unforgiven 1999, bringing us to our weekly wrestling recap, starting with SmackDown from last week.
0: All right. So big stuff from SmackDown. One, I have a complaint, and it's with the NFL. SmackDown didn't start until 11.30 p.m. last Friday night because of the NFL preseason. Um, and I would just like to say, no one gives a fuck about the NFL preseason, so give me SmackDown at my regular time. Mm. And that's all mm-hmm. I wanted to say about that. Mm-hmm. Big picture stuff, though. Raquel and Aaliyah advance in the women's tag team championship tournament, which we predicted I think last week. And other stuff. Scarlet was there sub. And uh, who else was there, Joe? It was Hit Row. Yeah, Hit Row was on SmackDown.
1: This Not is the Wall. one I care about the least so far.
0: What? Oh, okay, yeah, the return,
1: the return of Hit Row. Like, because it's I would have rather. Swerve. No, it, well, I guess that that adds to it. Um, I would say that Ashanti the Adonis is pretty good but he, he kind of takes on a uh, a sidekick role really well. Kind of like Trick Williams right now. He 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 plays that that sidekick role really well. Uh the other two B-Fab and um,
0: Top Dollar. Yeah, Top Dollar.
1: They should never have left NXT. They were never good in the ring. And that's fair. I, I, I think that they could both use a lot more time in developmental, but I, I would say that this is the one return that's happened so far that I'm I'm not impressed with. I understand that they're really good. like they People really like their, their on-screen presentation and the stuff that they do outside of the ring.
0: And they're decent on the mic.
1: And they're decent on the mic, but, but when it comes to bringing back people because of their in-ring skill, which is what they've done so far, And making it a wrestling show again instead of a sports entertainment show again, Hit Row just doesn't impress me, especially without Swerve.
0: A bunch of people are saying that Hit Row needs a new leader. One of those people not being, or three of those people not being Hit Row, they're saying that they're not going to get a new leader. But a lot of people wanted it to be Mello.
1: Carmelo Hayes, yeah.
0: Yeah, so um, I don't know. I I think they could be a good mid-card, lower mid-card tag team. But I, yeah. if if Mellow gets pulled up and with them somehow, that that would be incredible. That would be awesome at that point.
1: Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. I, I, I actually I don't want to see Mellow be a uh be in a faction right now.
0: No, I I don't think I'd want to see it. Uh, i think i think it's just like like i said them being in mid card lower mid card just as a tag team b as a manager i think that's where they're gonna stay we'll see but i don't think they can go in much higher than that until they get better in the ring other stuff we had the Liv morgan ronda rousey stuff slash shana Baszler stuff and that was all right um there was also a funny picture because they were advertising WrestleMania 39. Um, not a funny picture, but a funny um, name for a person, Joe. I don't know if you saw this, but uh, they they had the mayor of Inglewood, which is where the stadium for WrestleMania 39 is, Inglewood, a.k.a. Los Angeles. Uh, do you know what the name of the mayor of Inglewood, California is? No, I don't. Uh, that would be one... James T. Butts. <laughs> <laughs> His name is Butts. Um, That's funny. But anyways, then there was the main event. Uh, Intercontinental Championship. Gunta versus uh, Shinsuke. I had two signs. Um, One, a little controversial. And by a little, I mean a lot. The other... Um the other one said Gunther supports abortion.
2: Hmm.
0: I'm just kidding. That was the controversial one. Um the other one said Gunther has a toenail collection. <laughs> just hmm.
1: super random. <laughs> is that is that weirder than a than a teeth collection?
0: Toenails um No, I would say I would say that's a little bit less weird. Because like Danhausen has have a, a jar of teeth. Yeah, but Danhausen is funny. Günther, also this is a sign. I feel like if yeah, Günther actually had a toenail collection or a teeth collection, it'd be a little bit weirder than Danhausen. Who? I don't know. Maybe it's a little. Maybe it's a dull standard. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I think I think so.
0: Um, I did think they they did an awesome job making the Intercontinental Championship feel like a big deal here, and the Walter chops during this match were just absolutely disgusting.
1: Yeah, it was a very good Shin match. looks Shin looks good when he's up against when they actually give him time and he's up against a good competitor. Like Shin still got it.
0: He's an artist.
2: Yeah.
1: is it the king of strong style?
0: I just wish no, I actually I was gonna say I wish he won. I really like Walter as the intercontinental champion
1: yeah i I support this.
0: I think he's been doing a good job. I think it's um, a good
1: way to one make like have have uh have the Intercontinental Champion on, on a workhorse like like Gunther and then have him be a big man. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a good way to, one, put the Intercontinental Championship over so that when he finally does get beaten for the Intercontinental Championship, it's a big deal. And two, elevate Gunther into the the top tier status that he's going to be one day.
0: Yeah. Um. Did you have anything else for SmackDown, though?
1: Um, no, I don't think so
0: because Rampage, like, really, the only there's nothing major here. Um, Brian Danielson cut a promo, he said he mm-hmm. would never willfully stop wrestling. So, Danielson's gonna wrestle until he dies or is paralyzed. Uh,
1: <laughs> Ric Flair's last match against Brian Danielson. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's just a paralyzed brian danielson versus a dead Ric flair yeah <laughs>
1: i want to see that celebrity death match now
0: it's just a draw because they both can't stand up so it's just a 10 count draw yeah last man standing <laughs> or first man standing match man standing. <laughs> um well, let's see ty conti now goes by ty mellow i guess uh so I mean that's fair. Sky Blue was also there. Sup. Uh Sammy and Ty Conti retained the triple A mixed tag team title match or titles. Uh Parker Boudreaux had his debut. We got a team up of Beardhausen. They lost really quickly. Um and then the main event was Orange Cassidy versus Oh, wait, no, that was. Who did Orange Cassidy face.
2: Orange Cassidy? Um. I don't did know. I drew.
1: Maybe, it was somebody from that. I, I, it was someone from that fact. Sorry, I don't oh, watch. Oh no, it was Ari uh, davari It was Ari davari Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I. I honestly like. I don't remember the last time I watched Rampage. I'm part of the Rampage problem of it getting less than five hundred thousand viewers a week.
0: That's fair. It wasn't great this week.
1: I, I'll like if if you tell me that there's a great match on Rampage, I'll normally go and watch it. But just like at 10 o'clock at night, me going, oh, yeah, I think I'll go ahead and watch Rampage now. No, not a or even like, no. <laughs> yeah. It's, someone has to tell me there there was a great match on Rampage for me to go and watch it.
0: All right, then let's move on to Raw. Um. We opened with a Judgment Day promo. Um, Damien Priest said the word wrestling, so confirm no longer outlawed.
1: Oh, yeah. No, it seems to be encouraged now.
0: Yeah. I have a note here that says Rhea Ripley owns the Mysterios. Don't remember what Mm -hmm. happened there, but she definitely does.
1: She took out Ray, right?
0: Pretty sure. Because I remember Dominic not being there. And Ray definitely was there. So, and she already owned Dominic, so yeah. She yeah, she, d- she,
1: d-d-t's, she DDT'd uh, Ray onto a chair. Yep. She's re- she's literally getting into China status now, yeah. which is pretty cool. Wait, why is that? Because she's a big lady that's fighting men.
0: Oh, I thought you were going to say because she's more attractive than China.
1: Oh, she is. She definitely is even if i found only found her a little bit attractive, that would mean i found her more attractive than China.
0: <laughs> All right, dude, you don't have to be mean. <laughs> what else do we have? We had uh I think this is women's tag tournament stuff, Oscar and Alexa. Yeah, because Bianca was out there at ringside. Oscar um, and Alexa they beat um, Do Drop and Nikki Ash, which I wasn't Do Drop
1: honest... and... What's go ahead? Sorry, I
0: wasn't really expecting that. I kind of expected Do Drop and Nikki Ash to win because of really. I kind of expected Bailey's team to interfere, but they're feuding so... with Bailey's team right now. Well, yeah, so it no, makes they sense for them. They faced them this week, but they're also facing them at Clash of the Castle. That's I wasn't expecting them to have a match. Before Clash of the Castle,
1: yeah, but this is just a tag match. That at Clash of the Castle, it's a bigger match, right? Yeah, three on three. No, I, I expected it to go that way, honestly. So that that was uh that was kind of exciting to see uh to see both Piper Niven and because uh, I think that's who we saw this week. I think we saw Piper Niven this week.
0: No, she was Dewdrop.
1: No, I understand that that her name was still Dewdrop, but I I think we like there was a big difference in in what we were seeing from Dewdrop and Nikki Ash. Uh, so I think like realistically, we we're watching Nikki Cross and and Piper Niven wrestle this week. I, I I was just impressed with them.
0: I see what you're saying now. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. Also, like the most wholesome thing on WWE television continues with Asuka dancing her heart out to Bianca Baylor's music which I really enjoyed
1: surely there was more on Raw uh, let's see it definitely was um oh Miz and Chapa versus Mustafa Ali and Cedric Alexander dude, great
0: give me an underdog run at the tag team titles with Ali and Cedric please also yeah probably um Photo of the year, Joe, with uh Zeke and the family.
1: Oh, wrestling has more than <laughs> one royal
0: family, it seems. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So next we're gonna have the uh the Rhodes family versus the uh Ezekiel family. Their dad, Ernie Jr. What a guy. What a guy. We also got to look at Elrod on the internet this week, who looks just like Ernie Jr.
1: Dude, do you remember that uh that Cody or Gold Dust and and Stardust tag title run that they had where they were feuding with the Shield and Dusty Rhodes came out with and like took his belt off and started whipping the people of the Shield?
0: I remember watching that match, but I wasn't watching wrestling like live at that time, but yeah. I do remember watching that match.
1: Yeah, that was cool. That was the Royal Family that they were talking about. Um, That's like probably one of the last times we saw Dusty on TV. Because he couldn't have died too much after that.
0: No, he was on NXT for a little bit.
1: No, I understand that. They would show him a lot there. What year did he die?
0: 2015, I think.
1: Yeah, so that's right around that time frame, I feel.
0: Yeah, it was like two years after that. I want to say. I'm not entirely sure. Because, what,
1: Cody left in 2016? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um other stuff. What'd you think of the uh Drew McIntyre Kevin Owens promo and match? Um uh,
1: Drew McIntyre, yeah, he he comes out and he's like he he hits a really good promo and he ends the promo by saying I'm a god or I'm a wrestler in a wrestler, wrestling ring, so let's have a wrestling match. So he says wrestling like three times right there and that was I don't know. He, he it was just a really aggressive side of Drew McIntyre and then they have the match
0: yeah some other things he said he also called Roman out for never being around and he also said he carries 20 dudes loads Drew did <laughs> so that was, that, was, that was cool of him to say um, I, did, I, I got goosebumps from this promo between him and Owens like it, was, it was really fucking good and then yeah. they had an awesome match and the Usos just absolutely ruined it so yeah. ugh, that sucked the only other thing um, is, um,
1: AJ and Bobby good match.
0: Yeah, that was good. Not much to say about again.
1: That. Same thing you said about the intercontinental championship. The United States championship is playing a, a huge, a bigger role now.
0: Yep. Um, and then the riddle and Rollins stuff, the riddle is just embracing smoking weed at this point. He wore a yeah. four twenty shirt. Um, he he fooled Seth and was actually at Raw and then did one of the most incredible athletic feats I think I've ever seen, where he sprinted to the ring while wearing flip-flops. So that was cool. That was cool to see. And then him and Seth, obviously, they went at it. Um, Dexter Loomis was there during the main event, Joe. He got carried yep. off by the security guards again. And uh, Theory and Ziggler, they, they had a great match. I honestly don't remember what happened at the end cuz I watched it live and I was I'm pretty sure I was just dozing off at the end. Theory 1. That makes sense. Which
1: is it's a it's a big win for him and it's uh it's one of the better matches that he's had on the main roster. Probably one of the better matches he's had in WWE.
0: I remember it being really good.
1: Yeah. And obviously like Johnny Gargano had to have been sitting at home with tears in his eyes, seeing Theory and and Dexter Loomis on Raw together. Yeah. His sons.
0: Damn shame. It was a damn shame. I
1: I was saying happy tears.
0: Oh, yeah. Because it's two boys. Well, wasn't this in Cleveland? Wasn't this the episode we were thinking Johnny might come back? Yeah. Or was that the week before?
1: No, I think that was this week. I don't really remember. But yes, but I no, agree with I, I, the happy
0: tears. Yeah, for theory and uh, oh my god, Champa, Dexter right? Loomis. Oh, Dexter no, Loomis. Was, Jesus, why did I say that? I'm I mean, like sure, all three,
1: it. but but De- Dexter Loomis and and Austin Theory both were in the way. They were like Johnny and Candace were like the parents. That's what yeah. I was referring to.
0: That is true. Maybe Johnny is coming back soon. Dexter being involved there in the main event.
1: Yeah, he's got to show up on Raw. I've always like back back when I when like Brian Daniel was the manager of of SmackDown. Like I I feel like that was the most recent like time that SmackDown was better than Raw. And I always imagined that Johnny Gargano was gonna show up on SmackDown. Um. And now I now I just hope he shows up on Raw because Raw seems to be that that NXT show. NXT 1.0 show. It's better. Yeah, yeah. And they're using all three hours now to like actually put wrestling on, which
2: is cool.
0: Yeah, um, I heard a thing this week where um, Meltzer on his show said that the matches are too long on Raw, and then oh, shut the somebody fuck up. no, and then somebody went back and found a clip from Meltzer who back in the day said like the matches on Raw are too short; they need to be longer.
2: <laughs> uh i so saw something just, this just, week
0: he's just doing like he's just fucking himself over hey, the, the dude is just so fucking dumb i hate him
1: i i saw a lot of uh vince russo like saying that that this triple h error is gonna fail because yeah vince true. russo is a fucking idiot like vince russo and jim Cornette are the same people and they hate each other because they're they're such douchebags it's really funny. That's, that's yeah. what I learned, about, learned from Dark Side of the Ring is that they both hate each other and they both have really shitty opinions on wrestling.
0: Yeah, I just choose to ignore everything <laughs> they say, but I, yeah. I do read it because it is hilarious because they just have brains that don't work like a normal human. So whenever anything exits their mouth, it's just absolute shit, but it's hilarious to read because it's like, how can somebody, how can one human being think this?
1: Well, like, the thing about Cornette is I'm like he's idiot. he's he's actually a really good wrestling historian. We're like, yeah, he's got a mind that just like knows everything that's happened in wrestling. But he's hates wrestling, it seems.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it really,
2: it really seems seem like,
1: like he hates it. wrestling. I, I can't think of one person he's ever talked good about.
0: I think he said good things about Roman Reigns.
1: Mm. I don't know. He hates Mox.
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> that is very true. I don't know what else though. Um wanna we'll move on to NXT Heat Wave?
2: Yeah, another this great show.
0: Was a great like, show.
2: Yeah.
1: There We're was... finally getting into like like the NXT talent's been built enough that they're they're putting on good matches, you know.
0: Yeah. And and Joe, the show opened with a Paul Heyman intro video. Sup. Okay. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) That just made me think of last week with the Paul Bearer sexy sign. Even though they're not the same person.
2: (laughs) Yeah,
1: they're pretty much they're they're both both named Paul. They're both both named Paul. Yeah. I think that Paul Heyman is in slightly better shape though.
0: Um, yeah, he's a little bit more tan as well. Yeah. <laughs> Even though, obviously, the Paul Bearer stuff was makeup. Anyways, uh, first World. match. Are you about to dispute that?
2: No.
1: Yeah, first match.
2: Let's go.
0: All right. First match. Uh. Uh, I completely forget what it was. Uh, Leonardo da Vinci, um, Michelangelo versus Carmelo Hayes, and I want to start with this, Joe. The da Vinci, the the da Vinci Code. That dude. I always is that forget. his finisher. No, but it should be. I always forget <laughs> that he was in the cruiserweight classic because and and. and And it it, it always reminds me every time I see him in the ring because he flies around like a high flyer, but he's like pound for pound, super strong. He reminds me of uh, Cesaro in that fashion, (laughs) like how strong he is, but he flies around like and it just always reminds me that he was in the Cruiserweight Classic.
1: Yeah, much smaller. It's kind of crazy to to like if you were to rewatch that now to see how small he was.
0: Yeah, yeah. Pretty crazy. Um, Carmelo Hayes, he obviously wins that match, though. Uh, it was a very good match. It, it, I mean, it started off a great night. It was just good matches all around. Um, most of my notes are just saying, like, this match was good or and or great. So I'm going to try and pick out the, the good stuff here. Uh, Roderick Strong, he got called out. Uh, for being, I guess, uh, against the Diamond Mine, even though he started the group, and then Diamond Mine, all of Diamond Mine, I think, yeah, including Roddy, they all get beat up by Gallus, who I remember. I Think you said right, the Coffee Brothers.
1: Yeah, Joe and, and Mark Coffee, because uh, the the, the one I remember guy. most, the one I remember most from that is Joe Coffee, because well, yeah, he's like he's competed. No, he's competed several times for the UK <laughs> championship.
0: Mm, yes, but I think they both have. You just haven't heard of it. You just oh. pay attention. Well, to the I think Joe, Joe. Coffey
1: might have been the the in like what was it NXT UK Blackpool, which was like the first pay per view ever. Um, Possibly. the first UK pay per view. Uh, I think Joe Coffey was like the first person to, to challenge for it on the first pay-per-view of nxt uk
0: you might be right on that one i i
1: I think that i remember him that's all i'm saying
0: (laughs) and i'm just saying that you remember him because his name is joe
2: Mm.
1: i'm sure there are people named joe i don't remember
0: (sniffs) joe mama (laughs) got him seriously dude I was having a happy moment. They were cracking my beer. You just had to go and say that. Sorry. All right. Um, so, yeah, Gallus is an NXT. Um, I did have some forward thinking here. Maybe Gallus being around makes uh, makes some more room for some face tag teams. Maybe Pretty Deadly can be a face tag team. Just act the same way that they are. And just say yes, boy, a lot.
1: Yeah, they just don't do mean
0: things as well. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, we had Roxanne and Core Jade. Core Jade has more new music, somehow. Yeah,
1: she, she gets. She's like had more music than Triple H.
0: That is possibly true. I don't and know.
1: Triple H is like in the especially in the night. Like once once he hit his. Like, later days, he only had the two songs, his corporate song and then his in-ring song. Yeah. But he had a lot of music.
0: There was
2: those
1: two. So, Evolution. So was Cora Jade. Those two. Whatever he's dealing Evolution, with now. My Time. In uh, in retro.
0: My Time, DX, and then the, like, Ode to Joy thing.
1: Yeah, the Hunter Hearst Helmsley yeah. one. Is that what is that what plays right now is my time?
0: Yeah. Okay. Um hmm. Core J wins her wins her match with a uh, DDT on a Kendo stick. Um so yeah. That just an absolutely vicious move. I didn't think that one was that good, but that was that.
1: Yeah, it was it was not a great match.
0: I think one of the better matches of the night and I have no notes for it other than that. It says Tony D's nuts, uh, beats Santos. (laughs) And I think, yeah, it's kind of what Legato is getting called up.
1: You think all of Legato? I'm not so sure.
0: They're good enough.
1: They are, but the, the, not vignette, but the video package we saw last week was, um, them meeting and then uh, Tony D'Angelo saying, or, uh Santos Escobar saying, all right, but if I win, the three of us are, are free of you. And then Tony D said, okay, but if I win, I get to keep your cronies. And then he said, they're not cronies. And then he's like, but deal. Oh, so that, that like that video package said that if, if to- Tony D's nuts, um, wins that he's going to keep the two boys from Legato del Fantasma and I... now Santos also has to leave NXT I
0: definitely missed that yeah so Santos is definitely getting called up and he deserves it big yeah. time he's an awesome luchador wrestler uh, and just all around wrestler I guess Uh,
1: and he's old is he I'm pretty sure he's, he's like I don't way older so, than dude. you'd think
0: I don't think so Look that shit up. Ask G's on that shit. Uh, While I talk about this next match, um, there was Zoe Stark, who had a QR QR code. Oh, wait, no. Before I get to that, Indy Hartwell backstage received a note from someone saying, um, and it said index forever on it. So Dexter's back. Indy knows it. And then there was some other NXT UK girl that I don't remember her name. She also showed up. A bunch of people online really like her, but I don't watch NXT UK. Sorry about it. Santos's age? 38. Okay. He's
1: he's only nine years younger than Rey Mysterio.
0: He's young for a wrestler.
1: He's old for a WWE next generation wrestler.
0: No, dude, he's young. He's got his best years ahead of him. (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh i get it it's like a yoke
0: it's a yoke on vince mcmahon who's not there anymore so allegedly shadow commissioner um but yeah after the Indy hartwell thing they had a qr code on the screen again and i was like man this is this is dumb and it was obviously it was zoe stark again and it was her holding up the title which was a um Which was, like we all know, foreshadowing to her not winning the title. Because Mm -hmm. that's the Mm -hmm. oldest trick in the book. Mandy Rose wins the match. It was a good match. Also, sup, Mandy? She looked incredible. Yes, she always does. That's all I'll say about that. Anything to say about that match, Joe? No, not really. <laughs> you don't want to say uh anything about Mandy before we Definitely
1: end. don't want to say say anything about Zoe.
0: Whoa. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Just kidding.
0: I mean, I wasn't that rude, but I also didn't say yeah.
1: anything. Yeah. And then uh yeah, I guess we should move on to the the main event.
0: There was uh or sorry, the main event. It was Braun Breaker versus JD McDonough. Uh I thought this could have been a lot better than I was hoping it would be, but it was still pretty pretty alright. Um Breaker. So the whole point of the story was like JD was talking about how he was gonna take apart Braun Breaker's shoulder, and like the quite opposite happened where Braun Breaker just started going after JD McDonough's shoulder the entire time. And it made me realize like, I just don't like Braun Breaker and his matches. It's fine. And um, I think that's okay.
1: I think it's okay too.
0: Yeah. I just don't like him or the matches he wrestles in. He reminds me of Goldberg and Brock Lesnar and how they, and you don't like
1: either. Well, you don't, you especially don't like Goldberg.
0: Yeah. And how I just don't, I dislike both of them. Some more than most. And... I yeah, yeah. I
1: I think I just don't like how Brock Lesnar's booked. I'm I don't, I don't mind face Brock Lesnar when he's booked to lose. If that makes sense.
0: Sort of. I don't know. In the past, like I think you're right. It's it, the booking.
1: Yeah. It's it's just that like he always plays that dominant heel who shows up after not being there and and crushes everybody and leaves. And I don't and like that style annoying. of of booking. Yeah, so I, like the how he's been booked the last uh, I don't know almost year. I've liked.
0: It's been fun to watch, but actually, yeah, it's there. There really is no but. Like it's been fun to watch because he keeps losing. So it's... yeah,
1: <laughs> he had he had that that like who who, who oh except for the Royal Biggie? Rumble,
0: fuck the Royal Rumble.
1: Well, he went in as the champ to the Royal Rumble, right?
0: No, he didn't. Oh wait, no. yes he did.
1: Yeah, he did and yes. then he loses the title. And then, he and, it then he and then he wins it back. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that was not fun.
1: Yeah, he loses it to Bob, Bobby. Yeah, so he 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 beats Biggie and then loses it to Bobby and then Bobby loses it cuz he had that legitimate like concussion problem, I think.
0: And we had the elimination chamber match.
1: Yep. Yeah.
0: Thanks for reminding me, Joe.
1: Yeah, you're welcome. You know what else
0: sucked? Do you remember that Hell in a Cell match between Seth Rollins and The Fiend?
2: No. What happened?
0: I don't want to talk about it. (laughs) (laughs) It sucked. (laughs) It fucking sucked. Um, Ah,
1: Okay, okay.
0: uh, The only other thing. After the match, Braun Breaker wins. Obviously, uh, Tyler Bate shows up. Tyler, Tyler Bate. So yeah. it appears we're doing some sort of UK takeover sort of thing. Joe says that Worlds Collide is coming up soon, and some sort of Worlds NXT Collide
1: was announced for September fourth, the same so day as All Out.
0: Some sort of NXT Europe thing. Yeah, Labor Day weekend is going to be jam packed of wrestling. I'm excited. Yeah. So,
1: so basically, what's happening with this NXT UK? uh invasion is nxt it's already announced like trip or sean michaels has already like gone on record about like the rebranding of nxt uk uh the nxt uk is going on hiatus and they are rebranding nxt uk to be nxt nxt europe so it's going to encompass more of just the uk and with that Obviously, like, they want some of the wrestlers to, to still be around, but since it's going on a hi- hiatus, some of the lower-level wrestlers have already been released from the company. Yeah. And that's uh, that's met, like, people are just straight up how we're giving credit to Triple H for everything. Um, People are blaming Triple H for that entire, like, people getting released.
0: Yeah, it does kind of suck, because Trent Seven was one of those people, and I really like Trent Seven. Oh, did Flat- Trent get released? I like yeah, Trent Seven too. Flash Morgan Webster and Mark Andrews got released. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the only other name I recognized on there was like Zaya Brookside. She was super young, I think.
1: Yeah, she yeah she is super young.
0: There are some other ones on there that I recognize, but like I don't remember. I don't remember most of the names. But it was a big long list. Um,
1: it's it, but it's okay because the like. That doesn't mean that they won't be back. They'll be it's back. It's like when, it's like when Ring of Honor released their entire roster because Ring of Honor was going away, but not forever. Yeah. Look. Now I think it's now everyone. I think loves this is Tony better Con. for them. Well, yeah. Not everyone loves Tony Khan. He's a comic book villain. <laughs> but that wasn't Tony Khan that released everybody. Yeah. It, it was. It. But it. What I was making the the. Maybe Tony Khan's about to buy NXT UK. I don't know.
0: Zero percent chance. No, I'm just kidding. I am starting um, to get on board with you though about the comic book villain thing. Yeah. It just yeah, seems so, like uh, more and more every day that he sucks at his job. Mm-hmm. So
1: yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I I think it's a, it's a justice to to the people because it just frees them up to to do whatever independent thing they want to do until NXT Europe comes out in 2023 and they could resign those talents.
0: Yeah, well, Because you don't want
1: to over overpopulate the NXT roster with all the NXT UK guys. You don't want to keep them out of work. I think that this is better for them. They're bringing over the people that they were probably already planning on bringing over and then letting these other guys go and then they'll offer them a contract back in a couple months.
0: Yeah, because I feel like NXT Europe is going to be a lot like 2.0 where it's mm-hmm. super newer people. Because like Gallus, Tyler Bate, They're very experienced. Tyler Bates only 25, but they're all very experienced wrestlers. So they need to fast track to the main roster. Yeah. Um, Trent
1: Seven is uh, that's a little upsetting. He is a lot older.
0: Yeah. I think he's
1: he's good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure how old he is, but.
0: Yeah, he's super old. But Santos, he's super young.
1: 40 he is 40
0: myself.
1: I really liked uh w- what did what did uh they call themselves Mustache Not Mustache Mountain, Mountain. Y- Yeah but when when they involved Pete Dunne they were called something else
0: Oh my god uh, uh British Strong Style
1: Yeah really good trio
0: Yeah that was fun Um all right let's get into Dynamite then Joe For me two big things here Three big things. All right, there's a lot of big things here. Sorry, I was just reading through my notes. Do you want to start with the biggest of things?
1: Um, no. Let's just go chronologically, I guess.
0: Okay. <laughs> All right, so we open with a CM Punk promo, uh, which turned into a Punk and John Moxley promo. CM Punk absolutely fucking roasting John Moxley. Uh, said he was the third best member of the uh, Blackpool Combat Club, which tracks with his wrestling career, so implying that he was the third best member of the Shield. Um, then he starts going at John Moxley like, and his friends, uh, saying that Eddie Kingston was the second best Kingston he's ever shared a locker room with. Um, and Which is true. Third best Eddie he's ever wrestled. Uh Who's the f- the uh, first I, one is Eddie Guerrero. Everyone's thinking Eddie Guerrero and Eddie Edwards.
1: Eddie Edwards. Okay.
0: Yeah. So there was some other stuff that was said that I didn't, I didn't write any of that down. I just remembered that stuff, but it was, it was a lot of verbal jabs back and forth. Um, mock saying that punk only came back for the money. Basically. uh, He doesn't give a shit about the fans or whatever. A lot of good verbal jabs. It was it was a good promo. They go at it at the end. Um, some people are thinking that <clears throat> now that this unification title match is announced for next week that maybe at All Out they're going to do a triple tret and add Hangman in there. But I don't know. I think I legitimately think they announced this match for next week because Mox is going to win and Punk didn't want to lose in Chicago. I think Punk's being a little <laughs> bitch.
1: Well, Punk's always kind of been a little bitch.
0: I think he's being like a big old bitch and it's like becoming very apparent to the naked eye.
1: I mean, this isn't surprising though. This is what Punk always does. And that's not that's not to say that he wasn't somewhat justified in in his in his like exit from WWE. But that, like, his bitterness that he still has towards WWE, that's not surprising to me.
0: No, no. CM all.
1: Punk seems like a terrible employee.
0: Yeah. And I think a lot of the stuff that he says and does, like, if it's, a- if, if it's actually genuine, it's very childish. Yeah. But, and, I, mean, I mean, we watch this like every week. It's just like, who knows whether or not it is or isn't true, you know? I, they, can, they can say whatever they want out there.
1: I mean, when AEW first came out, and 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 uh and what's his name, uh CM Punk said said like he wasn't coming back, but you know if he were to come back, it would have to be for a, a big old boatload of money. Yeah, that's he said that, and he said that legitimately, and and John Moxley's calling him out on his shit. I guess that's true. I don't know. I'm not either of their big, like either of their biggest fans. Like, I don't really care for John Moxley's style of wrestling most of the time.
0: Oh, he did call out Moxley. He was like, I forget exactly what he said, but he said he would do something that was a very insignificant wrestling move, and he said that Mox would bleed all over him. <laughs> I think he said he would like slap him in the face and he'd jamox would just bleed all over him. That was hilarious,
2: <laughs> yeah, oh my
0: God, um all right, no, uh, we also had the Danielson and Garcia two out of three falls match uh, both those guys bled classic Danielson wins the match. It was really good um, the thing that. You need to talk about here after the match, though, is Garcia and Danielson seem like they were about to have a little respect moment. Jericho comes out, beats down Danielson, and Garcia um, seems upset with Jericho about this, and uh, it seems like we're going to find out next week what's going to happen there.
2: You
1: think that Daniel Garcia is going to join the Black Bull Combat Club?
0: The BBC? Fuck yeah. yeah. I think so. There's a chance. There's a chance. But I don't know. Hmm. I'm going to say yes in hopes. Okay. But we'll see. We will see.
2: Hmm.
0: Um, other big note of the night, the Ass Boys. They turn on their father, Mr. Ass. And, that was and weird. We, we get the re reun- the I don't know. Reunite. Reunion. Reunion. Yeah. Thank you. Oh my god, that's the word. I was Billy looking for. Of Billy Ass, of Mister Ass, and the uh, the acclaimed, and Daddy Ass gets to scissor scissor them.
2: <laughs> scissor me, Daddy Ass. I don't know <laughs> if
0: you saw. I don't know if you saw this, but there's there's a picture going around online, and I also saw it live when I was watching it, but there was a, a a guy in the front row with his son who signaled to his son with the, the scissors. And you could tell that he was telling his son who was definitely not even a teenager yet asking him to scissor him. I didn't see that. It was huh. uncomfortable slash hilarious. And then just like a bunch of memes are going around online where it's just like the kid afterwards is like, what does it mean when he says "scissor me, daddy ass"? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not looking forward to those days when I have to explain to my son what the things on the television mean when we're watching inappropriate things. But that's a future me problem. Um, let's see, Jungle Boy and Christian—they went at it a little bit. Uh, that appears to be uh maybe an all out match waiting to happen. Uh but the biggest news the the thing we all thought was ha- was gonna happen, it was the six man tag team tournament match, the Young Bucks and question mark versus um La Faction de and Gobernables, Roosh, Dragon Lee, Andrade, Young Bucks partner, none other than Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega's back. I I'll ask you Joe, what did you think of Kenny Omega's return?
2: Um I don't know.
1: I guess I guess this was supposed to be like a big big television wrestling show. Um but I honestly I don't know. It just didn't feel like, like it was a big enough event for for the likes of Kenny Omega returning.
0: I could not agree more. I think, I think you said it better than I could. I, for one, I'll say how they executed it, I think, could have been done with just playing his music, vice having Justin Roberts read the script that he normally reads when Kenny Omega does his entrance. With the like all his accomplishments, the North Carolina thing, uh, all that all that shit. It gave it away before he came out there. Like a a return is supposed to be a surprise, you know? Like you only do that you only do that kind of entrance for Kenny Omega unless it's announced. And I think maybe they might have done it this way because everybody already knew it was gonna be him. But like What if it wasn't? you know there was still everyone out there was like, "Man, what if it's not Kenny?" And then, on top of it, like, I can't tell if he's just that good at storytelling or not, but I'm pretty sure he's still injured as shit, really? I mean, he wore like the the shoulder thing to the ring, he wore a shirt yeah to I, ring i don't
1: know that that might be on purpose
0: yeah that's like, what i'm saying like is kenny like is he, he having all of us now like
1: his character is the savior role right now he's saving his friends from from not being in the tournament
0: and he's saving us it, all from i don't know from the likes something. of cm punk i, I actually if that's his character that is genius and then he plays it like I'm the savior, but I'm so hurt. I'm doing this for all of you.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know. I, for some reason, like Kenny Omega's it, it seems like he's been very honest about his about his road to recovery and how he said that he's not gonna come back before he's hundred percent. And now immediately he comes back and his character is I'm not hundred percent, but I'm still going to wrestle. Exactly. Um I think that that he's got to be where he needs to be in so you order think, to wrestle. Do you think he's 100%? I think that he's as close to 100% as he's ever going to get.
0: Because I think Kenny, if he is 100%, Kenny Omega is one of the only wrestlers in the world that could fake that many injuries and still make it look really good in the ring while doing it. Because I, I like, he kind of looked... In the first five minutes, like a bum in the ring, like I'm just being completely honest. Like, it didn't look like he was ready. It looked super rusty. So, like, yeah, it makes I think me that's, think it I, is part of the character. Yeah, because Kenny's one of a kind. He's incredible. So he is
1: the he is the face of AEW. Doesn't matter that he's not the champ. He is the the biggest star on AEW.
0: Yeah. So. Uh, the the Elite, they advance in the six-man tag team tournament. Um, we'll see what's going on with Kenny Omega's character. I'm really excited, actually, to kind of see where we're going with this. I really hope it's like this... Sa- I, I do really hope it's like this savior character, and he's coming back to save AEW from whatever, even while he's quote-unquote injured. And while well, in, in actuality, he's actually 100%. Thankfully, uh, I never want to go another day on AEW television without Kenny Omega, even though it means I have to see Don Callis every week. Fuck <sighs> Callis.
1: I can't believe Callis came back.
0: Yeah, that was weird, but it happened. Um, closing out, Joe, next week, we're going to have uh, Rebellion, WWF Rebellion as our retro pay-per-view. That's from the UK. Uh, so we're watching that. And uh we'll see some fallout from Omega's return. All of this AEW backstage heat. Uh we'll see what's going on with that. The fallout from NXT Heat Wave. Uh Raw and SmackDown are still ramping up towards Clash at the Castle. So we'll see about that. As well as AEW still also moving towards all out. Uh the week after that, we have our predictions show for both shows. So uh not that many more shows before we get to both of those pay-per-views it's going to be probably an even better week than this week that we had in wrestling so i'm really looking forward to it um as always joe the fans they can follow us on twitter and instagram at ddt WrestlePod. we have been the drunk dudes dealing with joe and we'll